0: Dior Talks. Welcome to the Dior Talks series themed around the 6th edition of Dior Lady Art and hosted by Paris-based journalist Katia Foreman. For this year's event, 12 artists from around the world have participated in a game of metamorphosis by rendering the iconic Lady Dior handbag as a unique piece of art. Today on the Dior Talks series, themed around the sixth edition of Dior Lady Art, we plunge into the universe of Saudi Arabian artist, Manal al-Dwayan, who used her photography and existing artworks to pay tribute to the ever-evolving society of the Arabian Peninsula. Drawing specifically on her practice in printmaking, a sense of nostalgia stirs in the contemporary visuals that adorn her Lady Dior bags entitled Landscapes of the Mind and The Boys, with the images enhanced and elevated through the study of leathers, stitching, and 3D printing with the dual design team. The artist also dreamt up an exquisite Minordia style bag based on the Desert Rose. As the first Arab woman to feature in the dual Lady Art series, it was a transformative experience for the artist through cross-cultural collaboration. Dior has now opened a new dialogue with women of the Arab region, simply saying, I see you, she says. Here, Alderwayan introduces the project as a love letter to her homeland, with her Lady Dior bags, created from her base in London during the lockdown. I think the mood and energy come from my personal
1: experience while designing them. I felt very separated from my country, uh, especially in a very exciting time where things are transforming and changing, uh, museums are being built, women's rights were changing. I just missed the visuals and, and the sense of just warmth. And, and the colors of the desert and sand and the nature there. I was living in London while I was designing it and it was a completely different universe. And so I think maybe I would say these bags are a love letter to home. Uh, they, they are uh, very nostalgic, but very contemporary. Uh, they are what I think home is today. It is um, a, a mishmash of tradition, Contemporary thought and a little bit of new stuff uh, created by the the you know youth and the new generation. So they are carry this kind of emotion, feeling away from home and how you imagine it. And especially now that Saudi Arabia is changing, uh, in one year you you experience different things, laws, and and uh, very significant impact on society and politics that I feel I'm missing out and these bags are sort of a love letter to home saying you know I do miss you, I do know you uh, and I see myself within these artworks.
0: Aldrianne takes us back to the beginning of the process.
1: My first thought when I started off with the bag was to create at least one good idea but then Once it started, I think there was a bit of a flow of multiple ideas, and that's why we ended up with three bags for this project. I started off with uh, talking to my sisters, my collaborators, my collectors, just having interesting conversations. This is how I sort of nurture the creative idea. And then I started to sketch. I have a few drawings that went through, but they were not exactly what ended up happening, but they were a way to release this energy. And then after that, it was a very, very long collaboration of going back and forth with Paris, the Dior team. So I'd send them things that they send things back to me. I sent that back to them. And and then eventually we have a bag and it was done in a very difficult time where people could not uh, meet in one space. Uh, It was done in a virtual space, which is uh, probably the new normal for us. Uh, the new abnormal. And um, yeah, that's it.
0: The artist shares a story behind one of her romantic starting points for the bags, the Desert Rose. The first idea I
1: had was the Desert Rose is because in my practice, I've been exploring uh, this crystal form that exists in very, very few deserts in the world, almost 13 deserts, and one of them is Saudi Arabia. And that desert sits right outside my mother's home. And so uh, growing up in the eastern province, we used to go out in spring to collect desert roses. And these are crystal formations that happen in the sand because of extreme wet and extreme dry happening right after each other. These crystals have existed for millennia, but because they are made out of sand, they dissolve. So they don't have any geological um, sort of archive or history. So we don't know what they look like, but they've existed at the bottoms of the sea and on the surfaces of Earth. And so it became a form that uh, I looked at a lot and explored and thought about. Other artists have uh, looked at the Desert Rose and architects like Jan Nouvelle. He's created a museum in Doha using the Desert Rose form. Um, Dia Azawi is a a well-known Iraqi painter. He uses the Desert Rose form. And um, I believe I found, uh, through my research, Robert Rauschenberg had the Desert Rose in his collection. It sits in, in his uh, collection in New York, uh, in his foundation. So, you know, this crystal has attracted a lot of attention from artists and creatives and architects. And, you know, it sits right in front of my home and it was natural that I was attracted to it. I have created a lot of soft sculptures that are inspired from it, but when I sent it to the Dior team, the second they looked at it, they they sent me a 3D print of my actual, de- I sent them the actual Desert Roses. And I loved how it just completely transformed from sand to another th- shape and, and usefulness. And it's just completely different now. It's not a desert rose, but it has the essence of the desert rose. It has the form and the outline and its delicate feel and maybe a little bit of its energy, although it's 3D printed. But uh, desert roses are considered crystals that carry energy for creatives.
0: From the Saudi Arabian desert to Avenue Montaigne in Paris... Audeweann was conscious that the Lady Dior bag was charged with its own story. For the artist, it was a meeting of two worlds. My
1: personal experience uh, working with the Lady Dior bag, I can say, was uh, equatable to working with a historical site or a place that has its own story already. And for you to come in and put in a little bit of an element of yourself within this historical moment or space that's how i approached the bag and that's how i felt i was uh, sort of interacting with something that has existed that has its own story it has its own audience it it has its own history and presence and recognition and then to lay a layer that is from an artist and my personal experience was the most interesting element of you know, experiencing this uh, collaboration with a uh, a great brand and you know it expanded my creative um, knowledge i've never worked with uh, an object that was to be useful not just an expression this is what my art is about this is a useful object it should be touched it should be handled and is it really an artwork or Is it a design piece? And to think about these elements, to look at the medium that I'm using um, as sort of a tool, which is the craftspeople. They're the ones who interpreted, I would come up with a concept, send it, and a craftsperson uh, decides what leather suits this idea and then sends it back to me to see these different interpretations. And I work with craftspeople all the time, all my artworks are not really made by me, they're too big for me, or I don't have the right skill set as sewing or weaving. So this was just an extension of my practice, working with these interesting, supremely talented craftspeople.
0: The artist expands on her journey of approaching the Lady Dior as a canvas for creative ideas.
1: The starting point for me with the Lady Dior bag was the form. I was looking at its shape, at its size. I know that it comes in different sizes, but very identical and very slight changes. That was the beginning. And then I sort of started addressing it as a canvas or, um, you know, like a wall, but a wall that is continuous. So you keep, you know, you can turn the bag and it has the same shapes on the sides, same shape on the face and back. And then that became something that i addressed the handles or mirror images of each other and then you know you look at little elements like the keychain that hangs off of it and what it says the metal when it sits on the leather um the pouch that goes inside it, these like nested moments of you know you pull out things and look at them and i found that that tactile Uh, feeling and, and form were the most attractive to me and they became my starting point for the design.
0: The artist's own photography, which features on the bags, is black and white and hand printed. But she also uses archival materials that she reappropriates and works with. Here, she shares the story behind her bag, The Boys, which features a photograph taken by her father in 1962.
1: So, uh, the first bag is uh, called The Boys, and it's based on a, an artwork that I made in 2016 under that same name, The Boys. It is a photograph that my father had taken in 1962, and I had inherited. Uh, chrome slides from him when he passed away. Uh, I used to play with these slides as a child when he was alive uh, and categorize them. There are a lot of pictures of water. Uh, I think for him coming from the desert to see very large spaces of water was very interesting. There are a lot of pictures of forests. And so, you know, I started to understand my father through his photography. And this image, especially the boys, was taken Uh, I believe, of his family members. He just wanted to document them because he was leaving. In 1962, he left to study in the United States in one of the largest scholarship programs to happen in Saudi Arabia. My dad was the first generation. And um, I think he was documenting because back in the day, if you left, you left. There's no uh, Skype, no phone calls, no, you know, you can't hear the voice of your mother. And so this, that whole project around his photography was addressing memories and what happens to an image when its story is removed and how can I inhabit or, you know, sort of occupy this image and give it a new story, which is mine. And here we go. It's now sitting on a Lady Dior bag from my father's camera in 1962 and me in 2016 having an emotional moment with that work, and now it's taken a new form. And what is, what's the story that goes with this bag? I think the bag will have to tell us that story, not me.
0: Adrienne talks about her own universe and her work around archives and imagery.
1: It's a mix, I think. I approach archive photography and imagery as objects on their own. They are uh, a medium. Uh, They are separate from my hand, but then I use them and and place my own layers to create something that is mine. Whereas when I take my own image, it's a completely different journey. Um, It's my relationship with the location, holding my camera deciding what stays in the frame, what does not, and then it goes on to another process, which is the darkroom printing, and this is where the artist's hand is really aggressive with the photograph, because it's not what the camera captures, it's how you decide to highlight and and make things disappear and and bring out the more interesting subject matter. I use black and white photography constantly in my work. Color is never featured actually um, in in my artworks only because I think that color is very distracting uh, in the sense when you're trying to uh, conceptualize an idea within an artwork. So I avoid color. And I find black and white uh, allows you to focus on and zero in and and, um, notice the elements that I'm trying to communicate through
0: imagery. The artist also discusses her approach to documenting life in Saudi Arabia from a woman's perspective, as captured in Landscapes of the Mind, featuring a black and white shot of swaying palm trees. My photographs
1: are very fleeting and have this really strange I created a whole series uh, that was basically photographed from the rooftops of buildings and moving cars, because it was a time uh, in the past when women were not really comfortable in the public space, and public was mostly male-dominated, and I call the the women-only spaces were the counter-public, so they, they were a public space they existed in a different realm. Uh, it had its own politics, its own... Women can feel comfortable with their bodies and their own spaces, their voices. But um, the public back then was very much the male space. And so I created a, a large collection of photographs that were either studio-based, so I did not even go outside, and then the next round of photographs that I produced, which one of them sits on uh, the bag about the palms, uh, that was a moment where I decided to photograph just my neighborhood where I lived, and that was me venturing out to a space that I'm not very comfortable in. and. Uh, and then eventually I started getting to a car with uh, a brother or a driver or a taxi and and zooming along and you'd see all these blurred images. Um, and those were sort of a series of photographs that I produced to represent this moment in time when women did not have mobility or were not welcome in the public space. So today everything has obviously changed in Saudi Arabia and you can also see that uh, change in my artworks, so I have a little bit of a historical marker uh, situation going on with my practice where a lot of my works are very contemporary but my country is constantly changing and transforming itself so my artworks become historical within years, uh, not decades and I find that very exciting, this, this change of time and space and how it impacts uh, art and expression and creativity
0: adding another symbolic personal layer to her lady to bags the artist's arabic calligraphy was used to reinterpret the bag's signature charms well
1: um the arabic letter is featured a lot in my work not in the sense of calligraphy but the the text itself and who has written that text and and how much text has been written and so i explore these ideas about texts written by men about women's bodies, or texts that are uh, considered forever, they should live forever, but in reality they have an expiration date, and the life within a word only exists through its use. And, you know, and I look at archives a lot, and, and wonder about what it means to transform a book from its formal medium, which is paper, the most glorious, you know, respected, uh, um, you know, form for a letter to live in. And I move sometimes my texts onto porcelain, onto neons, onto fabric. And when I looked at the Lady Dior, and I saw um, letters just hanging out on the bag, I was like, "I'm going to um, do my own text there." So we started off with using, you know, classical calligraphy, getting it off the internet, and it just didn't feel right for me. And so I decided to um, actually use my own handwriting. So I created the digital uh, letters for uh, Dior, um, and. And they accepted it. Uh, They were fine with uh, reinterpreting the Dior charm. And I think this might be the first time that they've been turned into Arabic letters. Uh, And it's very exciting to see them just hanging out on the bag alongside my images. And I really felt there's a very good connection between the lettering and the imagery and, and me as an artist.
0: When asked if she thought about who she was designing the bags for, Adwoan concedes to tell you the truth i was not
1: thinking of them as objects to be worn but i just was thinking of them as objects because i would think looking at them and turning them around and experiencing them that was that was my sort of perspective when i was designing i did not think of them as something to take with you to the supermarket or <laughs> walk around the park. I just did not have that sort of sense. Maybe it was because of the pandemic and we were not allowed to leave our spaces. And what do you do with all your clothes and your beautiful accessories? What do they become? And they become sort of your companions in your space. They become objects that you look at and sometimes wear, but sometimes just look at. And, and that's where I placed these bags uh, in, in today's
0: time. So what was her favourite part of this project?
1: My favourite part about this project is seeing the bags finally, like complete with all the details and things that you thought about, the colour of the thread, where does this hang, what kind of keychain, how close is the image to the edge of the bag? These are things that you, know, you, you do not think about when you look at uh, a bag or an artwork, I guess, but these decisions to see them sort of come together and create this singular moment. And I I enjoyed that. That was the funnest part, to receive the bag when it was done.
0: The artist wraps with her thoughts on the relationship between fashion and art.
1: I think the relationship between fashion and art is one that is not experienced all the time. And when you actually do it, you think, why haven't we done this? Always, I think creatives flourish when they collaborate, when they meet uh, in a space where you explore their journey and their medium and their expression, and they explore yours. And this is where an amazing exchange happens. And for me, this kind of exchange between an artist, a fashion designer, a makeup artist, a filmmaker uh, is essential in our society. And I don't think collaborations should not stop between creatives, it should actually invade where engineers work, where um, urban planners work. I think this is a space for everybody to um, exchange ideas. And I think the creativity that comes from both art and fashion is is the rawest type of creative and the most experimental and daring. And I think humanity needs us. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think uh, there's a lot to be said from uh, wonderful creative minds finding a space to exchange ideas.